Yeah, you good now. All right, good, good, good. Uh, we were just we, we just started talking. It was um like if you listen to the podcast, you watch like the episode. I was I, I told Don like it feels like like that show Big Brother, where it's just like they it's just like a reality TV show, but it's it's not a scripted show. They just got it's just like a house that they bring in these castmates and stuff, and they just got cameras on the wall twenty four seven. You you just stopping in on a conversation type of thing. There's no intro outro, but. Uh, it 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 feels good. It's just like chilling with uh, chilling with some people talking about whatever comes to mind. <laughs> you know, it just flows. Yeah, no, I dig. I do. Where's that? Where's what that? Going on? Where's that? <laughs> what's up, fellas? I, uh, what's going on? There you go. Wait, are you, would you upgrade the camera this time? Boy, I, I didn't think y'all knew. <laughs> I'm going to see if y'all knew. Yeah, hey, this, uh, hold on, man. Hold on. <laughs> Lights down low. Yeah, oh, okay. Okay. Uh, nah, I got me this little high-tech $10 ring light. Yeah, that's it. I can go in and out with it. <laughs> right there. I don't know if it's working. Y'all let me know. Nah, it no, it's working. <laughs> Right on, right on. Next thing I'm gonna have a you know desk mic. What up, Gene? What up, family? What's up? What's up? We got oh, I missed y'all last time, man. How was the cool. day? What'd you guys do? Oh, Dwayne, my bad. Yeah, what you said uh sorry you missed everybody. I, you went out with the family though? Yeah, you know how that goes. Because uh, we went out of town for Thanksgiving, had to come back, and then had to do some some errands and things like that. And just, yeah, she killed me if she knew. <laughs> I was about to say. But nah, it was, it was good. It was good. But that's why I was saying if we had like a, a scheduled time, uh, definitely make it a whole lot easier to make sure we block out that time and, 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 and provide that uh that quality time together so yeah but nah just just be with the fans so that, that's all it was we running errands and ended up at target you know how that goes mm-hmm. <laughs> way too much money yeah yeah um, it's all good everybody had a good thanksgiving yeah man yeah. all right so so yeah, yeah, gotta let me know. Y'all still eating leftovers? Or nah? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so what, what's the cutoff time? Uh, I know as long universal as there, rule. Nah, as <laughs> long as it's there. See, that, that's what we, we talked about uh, this past uh, episode, talking about missing out on Thanksgiving. That, that was the one thing. It's like you make to-go plates and everything, and then you eat. You know, then you still get to the, the enjoy it for a couple of days afterwards. I had to cook myself. My girl doesn't even eat meat, so I'm like, <laughs> I made a brisket. That didn't last that long. Now. I made two briskets this year, actually. But yeah, I didn't have the. What, what were you cooking? Me, I, I ain't cook. <laughs> <laughs> I just ate. It just showed up. Yeah. <laughs> now nah, we went to to Jackie's uh, mom's house in Stafford. Uh, good times. And then went up to Cumberland uh, Friday. So good times, yeah. 
but now nah, I think like between 72 to you know 86 hours like that I feel like that's the cutoff <laughs> I, was gonna, I was gonna say too though like so there, there is a cutoff I feel but also if your favorite dish was still left over there's a good chance it's already gone if you still have something at this point there's a good chance you don't like it that much <laughs> true story right cranberry sauce or something left over right now right yeah <laughs> yeah I'm, yeah I'm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's Wait, what Right. I'm gonna keep it 100. I I I eat like two turkey sandwiches a day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, so my girl, I was like, you know, tomorrow makes seven days, man. It's a whole week. I'm still going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's bad, man. If it passes the smell test, I'm still gonna eat it. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. That's, a, that's a bad response right there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, if it has, it, it'll have all the mold all, on it. But yeah, if you pass the smell test, it's good. You just gotta pick off the mold. You just get to take a little mold spores, <laughs> throw them away. You solid, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like the burnt part of the toast. It just, you're right. Know, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Like that's not mold. You know, that's just more flavor. Right. <laughs> it's just seasoned at this point, you know, <laughs> marinated. Didn't hurt nobody. A little numb, yeah. right? <laughs> good protein right there. It's good protein. Uh-huh. Yo, so Dueno, what, what did we miss? I know that you would because I had caught up um late with the text chain with everybody that you know the other day. Um you had mentioned something about Oh, is that tomorrow? You have an event in DC? Is that was that last Thursday? I'm sorry, man, my day's mixed up. Is that was that this Thursday? No, nah, it's, it's tomorrow. So there's uh, as mentioned, uh, there's an event with like different CEOs and founders, um, nationally, locally, uh, just a networking event, um, mm-hmm. that having at a property in DC. So just extending anybody, this stuff is always going on. Um, but where I'm at, the property that I'm at now, uh, TikTok just signed, signed a lease agreement, uh, half a block over for their new headquarters in DC. Snapchat is coming, Facebook. So it's kind of a good mixing bowl and just, you know, you never know who you're running into, especially in DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that can happen anywhere in the world, but especially in, in, in DC, you never know who you're gonna cross paths with. So it's just a, an event that uh, just wanted to extend the invite, sorry for the late notice, but, um, stuff continues to pop up i'll definitely relay it and yeah, yeah. Man. it's cool very cool very yeah cool. man yeah, so uh, go ahead gene go ahead no man i was you know i was just gonna start this you know this you know so crazy the the um i'm just kind of diving into this man like today i felt a little I felt a little overwhelmed man it's crazy sometimes man we we put so much on our own plates right and people don't do it to us, we do it to ourselves sometimes. Like, you know, and some things are, you know, just that's just life. But um, you know, so crazy. I felt like, you know, I was I was I've been trying to juggle so many different ventures, you know, whether it's you know, being a realtor, whether it's being an investor and then the music and you know, and and just you know, home and family and kid, and you know what I mean? And and then so sometimes you feel like you don't get to master one thing because you're trying to do so many different things, you know, and there's only but so long in a day. And especially if you still work like a nine to five and, you know, 
so today, man, it was just one of those overwhelming days where I was just like, man, I gotta, you know, I gotta step back and reevaluate some things, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, so I was just, I felt like I was struggling a little bit, you know, but, um, but yeah, man, I had to just take a moment to just kind of step back and say, you know, what's, what's significant, what's most important, what do I really want to, you know, conquer, if you will, you know, like right now, and then, you know, kind of line things up. But yeah, man, like today was just a very overwhelming day. I don't know if any of you fellas been feeling that during the week at all. But, you know, I thought I would share that with my check in, you know, so it was just, you know, so that's why this week was just kind of, you know, it's kind of crazy like that, you know, but um, anybody else been kind of feeling anything like that? You know, is that just just me for the week? No, man, don't don't no, don't don't turn it away. Did something specific happen? Was it what was there any? Not well, I mean, nothing specific. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of like, you know, when you're trying to um, I don't know, it's almost like you're trying to create something out of thin air, like out of out of air. So, so you know, one thing could be like the real estate investment piece. You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to um, I'm trying a niche, right? So I want to get into a niche where um, I'm doing development. I'm doing real estate development and, but I'm, I want to, um, and sometimes that's the hard part It's the creative really, because I'm trying to go away from what is a standard, right? Like when, even if we're talking about, you know, flipping homes, like rehabbing homes and, and, you know, um, and then, you know, doing whatever with them, but I'm like, you know what, I want to get away from that. I want to develop a new kind of market or, or expand on a market that's not yet, you know, um, developed, if you will, right? That's a small percentage, um, whether it be, and, and an example could be, you know, um, like mobile homes and, and, or modular homes and not, not necessarily your, not your standard homes, but like it could be container homes, you know, being, you know, and, and so, and bring it to a market that's, not yet, um, you know, exposed to it or, or develop it, right? And then, so, and then you're trying to work with what you have to make more and, and what you have is not much or if I, anything at all, but you're kind of like going off of not, not, it's a lack of better term, hope and desperation, but you're kind of like, all right, it's kind of like with making the music, right? Like, you know, I, I have to get to the beat and I, okay, there's a beat, oh, no one's done this before. So I'm trying to do a new, create a new sound with it. So it's the same thing with the, the development. I'm trying to develop, you know, like a community, but then you kind of like, you know, you have those moments when you kind of, you start doubting yourself like, oh man, am I gonna really do this? Are my lenders really gonna take me serious when I, you know, my investors, are they gonna take me serious when I say, hey, you know, I wanna do this. And they're like, what, you expect me to put 85% of this and, you know, and you don't have that whole, you know, because it's a, you know, it'll be ultimately a bigger project. It's not like, you know, just building like a, you know, a once, you know, family home or, you know, it's like building, um, you know, units and all that. But yeah, man, and so, I, you know, there was that. And then there was, you know, with the finance and, and trying to, you know, grow in that business, you know, cause that's, that's my main structure. That's my main source, um, you know, and then again, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm newer in, you know, I know Duane probably has more skin in the game when it comes to like the real estate, you know, so this pandemic is really, you know, I have some deals and things I'm working through and, and I've had some things, but it's kind of like, you know, fighting this pandemic, you know, and just trying to say, all right, we can withhold, you know, we could withstand this, 
this storm, you know, but every time you turn around, then all of a sudden there's, you know, what's the new variant we got now? Omicron, Omarion. Omicron or whatever. <laughs> Somebody said the Omarion. <laughs> right, yeah, you remember? Yo, they, it was funny because this dude was trending. And then they were like, when Omarion finds out why he's really trending, you know. He was like, bing, bing, touch. Right. <laughs> like, what? For real. I mean, you know? it's not, you know, it, it's funny, but it's not something to joke about, but. Yeah, wow. right. but you know, yeah, but yeah, man. So you know, and again, you know, having a, you know, having a, um, you know, just it's just a lot sometimes, man. You know, having a, you know, family structure and all that, and you know, newer, you know, and and, and Phil, you gonna you gonna find out, man. You know, you you will find out, man. You know, um, because it, it it just it just changes everything, everything. You know, once. Once those little, you know, once the little ones come in the picture, man, life, life is just, it's never the same. It's so funny because even when Brandon on our last joint was like, you know, when we was going out all the time, it was like, I wasn't even, you know, married or whatnot, but yeah, man, you know, when I, I really was living that life, I was, you know, I was, I was out there like that, you know, um, you know, but, um, <laughs> you know, you know, with, nobody's perfect. And, um, but yeah, man, but you know, your priorities change, right? As life changes. But then sometimes when you get so much on your plate, you know, you just, or like you want, you expect so much from yourself and especially me as a black man, right? I think that's kind of, you know, and then I have my little guy that looks up to me. I'm like, yo, I can't fail. Like I gotta be better. I gotta, you know, I have to be at the top somehow. I have to get there and I have to position myself to be amongst that, you know, smaller percentage of, of successful, you know, African-American men and, you know, rather than the greater um, stereotype or percentage that's, you know, dead, locked up, you know, or, you know, struggling, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, so those are all those things that I've been thinking about this week um, leading up to this podcast. And, um, you know, so I know I've been kind of absent, but, you know, that's just kind of everything I've been having going on in my mind, kind of where I've been at in my world. So, you know, so that's, that's to give you the details of, 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 you know, what, what I'm experiencing, where my head's at, you know what I'm saying? You know, so like I said, I didn't know if anybody else could relate, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's just me keeping it real on stitches, man. Cause you know, like you said, man, even, even Kings need support. You know Absolutely. I mean, I, you're, you're not alone. I can tell you that right now. Um, this has probably been like the most tired I've been in like recent months because, you know, it was, it was, it got to the point where even like work on the AKA stuff, all right, I got a, a decent schedule down pat and then adding something else in that's it, like you said, starting from, from thin air and you tack on the, like the, the, you know, the insecurities and the, the self-consciousness and stuff like that, that adds a, a added level of stress on top of it. It's a lot. You know what I mean? And, you, and it feels like you're kind of like on your own island that other people aren't going to even understand what you're going through, but you just kind of motivate through and everything. And it's only 24 hours in a day, right. you know? So it's, it's somewhere along the lines the sacrifice has to happen. And unfortunately, it typically happens when it comes to sleep. Um, you know, it's kind of like just put in the two full-time jobs until you can get to the point that you can do whatever you want to do and everything is working a little more seamlessly. But yeah, I, I, I feel the exact same way. Um, you know, I feel like there's a group of individuals that even when you go to work, you're going to put in your best effort. 
So that takes a lot out of you. And then you got a relationship to come home to. And that requires energy as well. You know, don't give 100% to the job and come home and you can't give anything to your spouse. And then you got a side project, multiple side projects. So now nah, you feel drained after a while. And trust me, I, I keep taking drinks. This is an energy drink on the side. I already had a couple of them because I knew 10 o'clock. Like I, I'm looking forward to talking to you guys. But yeah, it's a lot, man. Nah, just to, just to jump in on that, man, Gene, like, you're not the only one that's going through it. Um, as you can see, Phil, I, I, I can say the same thing, especially after having Cam. You know, he, he's three months in the game now. I don't think I've slept a wink since August 6th when he was born, 12.44 a.m. And it's just, it, it's like you're saying you want to get to a certain point, right? But if you fast forward and you get to that point, what's next? You know, there's never an end game. So during, during this journey, that's, that's the thing that you got to remember is to enjoy the journey. Trust the process. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. Um, and you were talking about passing along to, to future generations. You know, I, I don't know your, the, the backstory, but if, you know, if you didn't come from a trust fund, you're already ahead of the game of, of other folks that you're comparing yourself to. And that's the key, too, is not to compare yourself, your journey, your, your path to others, because nobody's going to walk a mile in your shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, you know, you're going to write that that book and blaze that trail for for uh, for your future generations, and and just enjoy it. That's all I can say because I'm definitely doing the same thing. You know, day in and day out, it's like man, I just want to, you know, times like I just want to give up, I'm just like you know, I, I don't know. But you know, just keep going and 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 know what your why is. Um, that'll keep you keep you motivated, keep you hungry, and honestly. I mean, this is this is great because uh, for me personally, I'm not I'm not one that's uh, want to I guess open up, you know, and have that dialogue, have that conversation. Um, so that it, it's definitely beneficial to me. But to understand that other folks are going through the same process that you're going through, you know, I mean, we can all get to the top. Nobody ever got to the top without without help. Um, so I say this, say that to say, just just enjoy the journey. You know, it, it's going to be a lot of hard work and, and, and tough days, tough nights, but, you know, you'll get there. You'll get where you want to be. But then when you get there, okay, you're going to raise the bar again. So, yeah, you're right. You're right. I think it goes without saying. It's like, okay, so what does that look like? What does the top of that mountain look like? What is it? What is this goal that you're trying to reach? And like, like Dwayne just said, when you get it, what what will it mean? Like, does that change your life to the point where you don't have to work anymore? Um, are you setting up your kids for like college tuition? They don't have to worry about it. You can retire at 35, 40 years old or whatever. Like, what is that supposed to look like? What, what is that aim that you're looking for? It's what do you measure you yourself said. against? It's everything you just said, everything. Like all of it, you know, making money when I'm not working, you know, when my eyes are closed, I'm, I have, you know, money coming in. My son is, you know, uh, set up, you know, he has college funds, you know, he doesn't have to struggle. He understands finance. So when he does inherit, you know, what I have for him, um, including what he works and earns, you know, that he knows what to do with it, right? That he has a, a model, you know, um, to look, you know, um, after, you know, um, to look up to excuse me and uh you know yeah so it's it's in in setting up future generations it's all of that you know and and like duendo said and then 
and then the bar is set higher again then the bar is to maintain it maybe become you know it's kind of it's kind of funny and you know i don't want to i don't want to have monetize every i think sometimes that's that is a problem though like you know chasing you know the money i, I think that you know ultimately is, a, is an issue and i think the real wealth is um after virgil you know passed away rp to virgil you know um you know louis vuitton designer so forth done a lot of things in the game um but after this guy, you know, and everyone's seen his his body of work and how he started and so forth. And and then you're looking at, you know, but you're looking at a guy who I think he was like 41 or something like that, um, who's just, you know, he leaves all of this behind. He did still leave a legacy, but that's also that I want to leave a legacy. You know, I don't I don't want to just I don't know. It's I don't it's like I don't want to just be anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's and that not I hope that doesn't sound the wrong way. Um, but like, you know, I just want to, you know, I want to be known for something. I want to leave something behind and, um, you know, and just be comfortable, you know, in life. So, I've, you know, I've always been the person that says we don't we don't have to work a nine to five our entire lives, especially if we can if we can build on something that we're naturally talented, you know, um, within right so then you you have a natural born ability or talent you exercise and you develop it and you become great at it and but sometimes that's still a struggle like aka has to you know work on his creative all the time you know and and you know and Duino has to work on his brand all the time and, and you know and you doing it all of us right so and then we're working on our things constantly but but again that's what all that other stuff looks like to me it's everything you said and just you know, um, and again, I don't come from a trust fund. I my father, you know, my parents are, you know, are are immigrants, right? They they came here with nothing, and you know, and they're very, you know, they've done well. Um, so I'm like, I have no excuse. So every time, so every day, I put more pressure on myself to to do even better than you know than they did. And so that way, when my little man grows up, he does even better than you know than I've done. Um, so yeah, so that's you know. And, and and again, I look at and I was and I was talking about Virgil, and then I was I, I meant to go on to Kanye, you know, because they they shared a, a, a strong brotherhood too. But but then again, I look at the other downside of things where you have people who, even after they've reached that success, and they you know they become millionaires and billionaires, and then they're like, I want to become a trillionaire, but it's it's never enough. So you know, and I always say life is kind of like you know I want to be all over the place, but I've I've always said life is like for me life is like a drug in a sense right once you've been exposed to like the high life and you've been exposed to certain things and let's say you come down from it and you're not around it but you know what it's like then you come ch you're chasing it every day every day i chase it because i'm like yo i know what that's like you know i know i know what you know the air is like you know in other places and i know what it feels like to have you know you know different things or whatnot you know um and so when you don't have it, you're just, you're constantly chasing. And even after you get it, you're like, no, I could get more. I could get more because I did it already. I could do it again. I could do it better. So, but, um, but yeah, man. So, you know, I so, don't know what I mean. So when you say that, I mean, I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but when you say that, when you admit that it's like a drug, yeah. when you say that it's like a drug, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I, but, like, when you say well, that out loud, what does that make you think? Like, does that make you think like, okay, wait, Am I chasing the right thing? Is this really what I need? Is this just a want that I have? Some kind of, some manifestation of, of um, a material thing that I need to grasp? Because if I can't grasp it, then I didn't achieve what I needed. Is it is it something bigger than you? 
Is it something bigger than, than, than you, something that God created? Is this object, this life that you're envisioning, is it something that's really bigger than you? Is it worth more than what you already have? Not necessarily, man. It, it, it's a great question you ask when you when you say that like that, right? And um, it, it it's exactly that, right? It's an addiction. It's a drug. It's an addiction. So you're you know, and it's not necessary, right? Like I think I think where I'm at in life right now, I could I could glide, I could sustain, and I would be. I think I'm I'm so far again going back to Duano's point. I'm so far ahead of where my parents were at my age. Um, you know, I am I am you know, and I, and I say extremely humbly, you know, um, fellows who've been around me, you know, know, know my stories, but, and, and know about me and, and, and how blessed I am. But yeah, it's just, but you're right. It, it, it is that. And I think that's kind of like, sometimes I have to, to, to reel back and, and, you know, and think about that. Like, is that really worth it? You know, is it worth that stress? Is it worth trying to chase all of that when, you know, I'm not trying to take for granted, but not really recognizing, you know, how fortunate I am at such an early age, you know, so you, yeah, I think about that. But again, by whose standards? By my if standards. It's not what you, if it's not truly, if you haven't really achieved what you wanted, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just asking a question. Yeah, no, I've been playing devil's advocate with you a little bit just to see, just to see what you truly value here. That's all. I'm just asking. No, I hear you, man. No, and, and you, you ask a good question. You know, it's a good question. You know, and and it and it's like I said, it's it's a little bit of everything, right? It's a little bit of it's selfless, but at the same time, it's it, you know, I try I try very hard not to be selfish. Um, you know, as I get older, I really try not to be, and I think that's kind of and that's another point too. I think sometimes that's kind of what. Um, you, you kind of, you don't, you don't build any kind of, res you, it's not resentment in a sense that you try not to do, but, you know, let's, let's face it, you know, we all have priorities, we all have responsibilities, um, and we probably all, I imagine we all have ambitions and, and goals and dreams and things that we wanted to do or maybe didn't get, but given life circumstances, we had to alter those things. It's kind of like Brandon's point at one point when he's mentioning in our, you know, previous podcast where he says, you know, I have to do certain things for for my family, right? But if if he didn't have that family, he wouldn't necessarily have to do those things. So he's being selfless as opposed to doing the selfish act of saying, you know what, it, that doesn't matter. They'll be all right. They can figure it out. I'm gonna do what's good for me, right? So every day we have to make these conscious decisions to to do, and sometimes that we feel that might hold us back. So I think that's another thing I think of all the time. I'm like, man, if I didn't have this or that to do, I probably would have, you know. Uh, you know, I would have made it, you know, this or that, you know, but then again, it could have been a completely opposite, you know, thing, you know, um, again, be it tell you, you know, the way I was living before, you know, I think I would probably been very fortunate in many situations and it's probably best that I, you know, uh, chose to move differently, you know, um, in my, it, you know, in my later um, years, because, you know, it's not always, you know, if being selfish is not always the right thing. And, and you think, you'd be more successful, but you could have ended up down another road. So, um, so yeah, man, it's, you know, it's a little bit of both. You know? well, the thing is like, I noticed like you're talking about like the, the goals and ambitions that you have, but in the last time that we talked, you said you were a musician. And I, I can tell you from a person that, you know, at 18, I wanted to be the hottest producer and move to Toronto, move to Atlanta, do all these things. 
But once you actually sit down and think like, was that really the dream that you had? Because what does success look like in that dream? I wasn't looking to be in the studio with, you know, I don't want to name it. At the time I, I told myself, was like, all right, well, am I really going to jump in the studio with Waka Flocka right now? Like, is do I really see myself going on? Like, I didn't want to be behind the mic. I wanted to produce, but it was like, my my favorite time to produce was when I was alone in the basement. Like, I really didn't want to have any outside influence. So it was like, do I really want to be a music producer at the end of the day? Do I really want to market myself that way? So, you know, that battle between all right, when I'm putting all this work in at work, but I'm not seeing a return on my passion. It's like the battle of the creative versus the businessman. You know, it's, it's at some point you got to monetize what you're doing, but it's personal to you. So you don't want to put it out, but you're successful on the, the professional side. So if you really take a step back and look at it, it, you know, healthy young kid, you're sitting in a nice house right now, everything's set up. You said you can coast if you really wanted to, you're ahead of schedule, but you still had that ulterior that you, you already had something set in your mind that like, I want to accomplish this. I want to accomplish this. Like being, when it comes to your music, I know that's your passion. What success look like right now? Like you, if you had a song that was published and, and on a commercial going on during the Super Bowl, Half the music you hear on the on, on TV commercials and stuff like that, you don't even know who the artist is. That's just licensed music, and they're getting paid royalties every every quarter. So you still could be successful in that regard and do what you are already doing. Like you're on the right path when it comes to the real estate and the finance. That's your that's your bread and butter. That's your initial investment into your craft. And then the time that you do have to spend on your craft, then you you know if you really want to do it, if you're going to stay up till you get nine until two o'clock in the morning. That's their 10 until two o'clock in the morning. That's your time for the, the personal stuff. You can keep doing it. If you feel tired at the end of the day, and you don't want to do it. You probably need to question if you if that's truly the thing that you want to do, because it's causing you stress for no reason. Otherwise, yeah, I was just about to say that, like, uh, when it comes to something that you're passionate or it's really something that you really want to do. Why your voice so deep, bro? I'm sorry. <laughs> I was quiet for a little bit, man. So far, <laughs> his voice needs some exercise, yo. He needs some exercise. I thought it was my phone. I need to teach him to Beach me up in his joint. Like, go ahead, man. I'll die. Oh, so when, when, um, you know, I get it. We 24 hours in a day, but when you're passionate about something, sell your bid. You know what I'm saying? You'll you'll skip out on sleep. You'll skip out on the meal just to make sure that you get what you need done. Um, if it was easy, we'd all be millionaires. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. the difference between wanting it and having it. So it's one of them things is like, you know, don't second guess yourself by any means necessary. If you're tired, you're tired for a reason because you're hustling. Now, nobody's ever been like, oh, man, you know, it took a lot of sleep to get to the top. No, it did. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, if you do know that dude, send me his number so I can relax. But it's one of the things is, you know, when I was younger, I'm, I'm more like, just like Gene saying, you know, I'm in, I'm in a comfortable state now. But when we were all in our 20s and we were partying hard, there was a lot of nights where I just went back to back, back to back. I ain't sleep for three, four days because I was still going to work and I, I still wanted to party. I still wanted to be social. I still wanted to hang out. So it's one of them things, man, that, you know, it's about how bad you want to get to the top. It might take you 50 years, you know what I'm saying? Because you're doing it one hour a day. Or you can hustle hard and get no sleep and be there in a year, you know what I'm saying? It's just, at the end of the day, it depends on you. And if, if at any point you start thinking the journey is easy, you ain't thinking hard enough. You ain't working hard enough. It, it, 
the journey, it, it should never be so simple where you're just like, oh, I'm about to achieve my goal. That means your goals is too small. Like you gotta set, unre- like some people is, will tell you take baby steps and make realistic goals, that's bullshit. Like you gotta, you gotta think outside the box and make sure that they're, they're worth achieving. Those goals are, are not reachable. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know it sounds ass backwards, but if it was easy shit, everybody would be rich, bro. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of the things is like, yeah, you're going to get burnt out, but no, it's for your little man or for whatever, you know? So, Not a good point. But just keep at it, man. You know what I'm saying? Don't let nothing discourage you or deter you from what you want to do, you know? I'll tell you, the, a couple of years ago, du- like meeting up with Dueno changed my perspective on a lot of things. Like, and I don't even know if it really, if Dueno thought about it the same way. And I'm sure he didn't because those are friends of his. Like, um, he gave me the opportunity to come down and link up with him. And it was a couple of dudes that were big names at the time. Like, I was nowhere close to the level of time and dedication that they had put in. Uh, Vito and, uh, and Dunstan, too. Like, these are dudes that have, you know, one like DMV artist of the year and and worked with, you know, Grammy award winning artists and stuff like that. And we all met. And the cool part was I played my beats and they liked the beats. But when it came down to actually creating something further, they're like, all right, well, let's do this uh this show. Uh I'm gonna jump on I'm gonna, I'm gonna start cooking over here. He's gonna jump on the the ones and twos. Phil, what are you trying to do? I was like, I mean I could play my beats. Yeah, well, <laughs> You're like, well, I, I mean, I make beats. You're like, well, I make beats too. You know, and it was just like, huh. <laughs> like, but at the same time, like, all right, so they're thinking the way that an artist is thinking and trying to create a show, trying to get, they were trying to basically create a platform right uh, back then, create like their own 85 style show or whatever. But looking around the room, Duena also had uh, with like the photographer, dude doing blogs, doing all these different things. I was working in my basement thinking you hustling then you at the, the park shooting jump shots thinking you're getting ready for the league and this is a team of people collaborating and they're putting themselves out there they're putting themselves out in the in a you know a networking environment that it felt natural felt organic and everything but they were all hustling with the same mindset and once you start getting around other people like that it, it does kind of change it's like i'm i don't think i really want to dedicate this to this you know, I can still love my music. I can still put it out in different ways. But when it comes to actually collaborate, that's not where I like thrive, getting around new people and and trying to collaborate and stuff like that. It's like I'd rather work with certain people and, and truly like I'd rather be the dungeon family rather than, you know, work in a studio and just everybody's walking in. You know, so it changed my perspective completely. And that was a, I don't know, it was probably like 24, 25 or something like that. Um, I don't even think I've ever been told that to Duena, but it was it was inspirational to me. I, I I came home, went right back to the drawing board. You know, I was just like, I, I'm going to do what I want to do, but I, that means when I come to a meeting, I'm going to come. It's going to be a partnership. It's not going to be showing up and like, so how do I do this? You know, how do I do? It? I can say you just beat. If you jump on the beat, then maybe I can. No, it's like when I show up, how can we? It's going to be a mutually beneficial relationship. You know, and but I had to learn that along the road. So it's like. What I keep saying with your music, I think that's what you're passionate about. And I, and if you're anything like me, it does weigh on you heavy because it, it almost gives you like a feeling of guilt that you're not working on this. Or you're not further along. Or you haven't done this yet. You talked about touring on the last one. And I, and I could tell as soon as you said start to play the music, it was like, well, you know, this isn't 
But if you would have played it, we thought it, we would have thought it was dope. We still gonna think it's dope whenever you play it, man. If you're sharing a piece yeah. of yourself, that's all you need. Yeah, you know, J. Cole said you gotta love yours. There's never gonna be a, another like, like you until you appreciate what's around you. And I'm saying that like it's easy. No, I struggle with it too. I, I struggle with it every day. It's, it, I don't know if it's ever gonna get easier. It's gonna be a lifetime battle, you know, but it's something, you know, that's not even like a shot to my brain. That's why I have it because I, I need to get that reminder. I wear it underneath my shirt because I need to get that reminder. You know, it's it's easy to get in your own head throughout the day. And and you're like your worst enemy. Like our minds are so powerful, but you could be your worst enemy and start creating doubt out of nowhere. It's like, what? who's judging you right now by the, the standard that you're judging yourself against? It's like, where is this even coming from? Nobody's going to say anything. Like, we're going to promote you if you want to do it. If you don't want to do it, you're still going to love you for Gene. And you're still going to be just as successful. You still look around and you still have all these blessings around you that you've created for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, give yourself some credit. Amen. Preach. Everything he said, I ditto. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> We've had so many conversations over the years, Gene. Like, and you know it. Like, we, we boost each other up so many different times. And one of the most basic ones was, um, I had asked you if you were paying for yourself at your job. You had just gotten a new position or whatever, and you felt like you weren't, you weren't picking up the slack or something like that. And you, and like a light bulb went off in your head because I saw it in your face, and you were like, "Yeah, I picked up enough clients. I'm paying for myself." And I'm like, "That's a win." Yeah, yeah, you're that's right. a win. You ain't, you're not holding the company back. You're profiting the company. You're doing right on your part. That contractual agreement you have with them, it's paying off for them. Right. Everything yeah. else is crazy. Yeah. Like you're doing what you're supposed to do. And you still are. You you keep you you went to a position, it didn't work out for you. You went and found something else. Not one time I've ever talked to you and you've been like, I'm on the street. <laughs> I don't know what I'm on. I can't get you to answer my phone calls. You've been you have been six, and I'm yelling. You have been successful. Backstory now. Who's on the streets? My fault. No, man, I appreciate it. Yeah, you're right. You know, you're you're no, you're right, man. You know, and like you say, you know, and like and like Phil said too, man. Like you know, you know, we are, and that's a we thing. You know, we can be our own worst enemies, like our own worst critics. You know, and it's so crazy because. You know, and just kind of like Duano said, man, I'm, I'm not one to really put myself out there. And and again, I, I could keep saying like, who said, like who said, but, you know, even when you check my social media and all that, like, I'm not one that really, you know, I think there's a lot of, a lot of times there are, there is self-doubt. There is, you know, I, I'll put a track up, you know, and I let you, you know, sample it for 24 hours and I take it down, you know, and then it's like, you know, cause I, I'm like, oh, no, nah, this wasn't good enough. Like, you know, I got to do better. So, I, you know, it's, it's gone. Um, and then, you know, or, or with work, I'm like, I'm not pushing hard enough, you know, but I know that, and the good thing is like all of us here, I know we're all, you know, super hard workers, you know, of course, you know, uh, Dueno and I probably have communicated the, the, the least, but of course, you know, we, you know, throughout, you know, the, the years, you know, whether we've heard about more of what each other is doing and, and so forth, but I know everyone here is, you know, always try to hustle hard and, um, and get it by any means necessary, right? So, um, but yeah, I think that's that. I think that's the biggest thing there too. Is and again, with Brandon saying, go ahead, uh. <laughs> sign his consent form. 
Come on, <laughs> oh, no, I don't want to do it now. Oh, I don't no, you have, no, you don't have to do it now. <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to the Stitches Podcast. We got Duano, Philip, Gene, Brandon, and myself, Donnie. Um, thanks for tuning in. Um, Gene was giving us his his rundown from the past couple of weeks. Um, we all beat him up a little bit, talked a lot of stuff about him. Uh, but at the end of the day, trying to build him back up too, remind him of who we know he is, um, what he's capable of and what he's done in the past. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Let's get back to it. I, I just want to chime in on, on, on Gene's uh, comment uh, regards to the moving target. You know, there's, there's no, like, it's like if you win the championship, right? As soon as you win the championship, you get the trophy, yeah, 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 yeah. What's next, right? You're working working out for the next season. And in, in regards to the music, you look at Kanye. He didn't feel like his product or uh, the music that he was going to put out was to his, his satisfaction, to his level of likeness. But if he had put it out, everybody was going to, you know, eat it up. But he would put it out, delay it, add more songs to it, you know. So I say that to say, like, it's, it's a moving target. But a part of that that process is also the recovery. And going back to to the, the sports thing with LeBron, right? You know, uh, unheard of. Of course, we're going back to LeBron. <laughs> Go. Uh, but no, like, you hear the stories about him spending a million dollars on his body in terms of recovery. Right. So that's part of the process, too. Yeah, you get the championship. But what are you doing to take care of yourself to, to extend your your run, your career? Um, and, I, I, and that's something that I've, I've as of late uh, been trying to put more of a focus on is to make sure that I'm taking care of myself first, because yeah, these goals and, and, and whatnot can be there. You can have them on your, your vision board. But if you're not there to, to, to see the fruits of your labor, then what, what, what's it for? Right. So just keep that in mind, too, as you continue to progress, make sure that you take time out for yourself, clear the mental, clear the, you know, spiritual, physical, the whole nine. And, and uh, yeah, just keep trucking. Though. That's a good point, man. That's a good point, you know. And I think that, again, too, with the pandemic, with everything happening, you know, um, again, like, you know, like me and I, we, like Brandon and I, we, you know, we almost what once a year leave, you know, we you'd be in Florida somewhere, right? You know, um, or or, you know, Deep Creek, you know, you know, Don's been with, you know, we so we we travel, you know, frequently, you know, and then, you know, and of course I know, you know, Brand's still been doing his thing, but um, you know, yeah. <laughs> but I <laughs> you know it kind of slowed down a little bit you know again priorities but um but that's been you know another thing and then when I think about the the success and I, I love that you mentioned LeBron because I'm big on that right I'm big on self-care like you know I'm the type if I got it you know I'm you know I'm getting myself you know I, I want to make sure my you know my haircut stay on point I want to make sure I'm I'm getting massage and making sure I'm hitting the gym the sun everything like you know that preventative you know piece and that you know and I think that's you know, I th so I think that's a, the, the biggest investment is in yourself. And I think you're right when you when you kind of go away from that and you're thinking of everything else, things that are either bigger than you or not necessary or the goals that you have. And then you don't take a moment to like really take care of you and your mental, you know, then that really um, that can really be a negative factor. And that's, you know, and that's not good. So you, you're absolutely right. That self-care and investing in yourself first if anything, you know, is, is huge. It's a huge component to, to success. Yeah. I mean, hitting the gym is nice, but 
you know, I, 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 you, I, I downloaded a, a motivation app that literally it, it, throughout the day, it's like every four hours, it just hits you with like a different, like an affirmation or a question that's like, you know, something that you can look at, but it's like, it's like clockwork. It's like the time that I need this pick me up and I just hit like the, the notifications thing and I, and I look up and you got like the Google news and ESPN alerts and stuff like that. But the one quote that's there directly hits home and just brings everything back into focus. You know what I mean? And it's like before I, and I was doing that originally cause I was using them as like captions and stuff like that for my posts. And then it became a thing. It was like when I didn't post on Instagram, I wasn't using those. So I'm no longer picking up that content every day. And when you look up a couple of weeks later, all of a sudden you're right back in that same mental space that you were trying to battle to begin with. So, yeah, I mean, taking care of yourself, sticking around for a long time, eating well, working out and everything. But yeah, the, the mental side, whether deep breathing or yoga, any anything that you can just get out of your own head for a little bit. And, you know, as a creative be like you know i don't even like to say a word like bored but like not having anything to do you probably you can create the best music ever just taking that time and like, take an extra long shower you know so it's something that doesn't actually require any thought or anything like that that you can just sit and and just let anything flow you, you f- jump out feel energized and you can you got the studio equipment right there you know what i mean like if you came up with something you get inspired by something don't let it sit in your mind, you know, actually go and do something about it. And that time that you spent doing it probably feel like therapy to you. You know what I mean? Get something out of your head, get something out of your chest. And then tomorrow you can go and play back the music and, and get right back into that same positive headspace. Isn't it crazy? Like how you get the, the most brilliant ideas in the shower or sitting on the toilet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, 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 yeah. I was gonna say the toilet too, but I was like, I gotta. No, you were being honest. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I went to to a spot one time. They had a thinking, man. I I, w- I should have grabbed that joint, just put it on right around the back of the toilet. You know, greatest <laughs> ideas, man. I guarantee you, man. There's a billion out there that had the best idea of his life sitting on the toilet, like somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, he won't tell you that. He'll tell you he's in his garage or something. <laughs> you know, but <laughs> yeah. So. Next podcast, Gene gonna have the speakers in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what's up now? I'm on. <laughs> yeah, that reverb. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Gene, but you definitely gotta start putting yourself out there. Like, right. I mean, I ain't never seen a famous person who don't put themselves out there. <laughs> you know, so it's like, yeah, and you don't. Know I'm saying you don't gotta be famous to have a nice lifestyle, but you gotta figure out what you want. Like, yeah. you know. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Either you want to be famous or you want to be in the backlight or you just want to be successful. It's yeah. Like they, like everybody who has spoken has said, you know, you're already successful. So it's just about what you want. If you want something for your kids, it don't necessarily have to be music. I mean, you could go open up a trust fund right now, put 5K in there. And when your little man gets big enough, that should be good for him. You know, it just depends on what, what exactly you're trying to build, you know. If you're trying to build generational wealth, if you're trying to build just wealth for yourself right now, if you're trying to leave something behind, go get life insurance. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you're right. That's true. I'm gonna keep all those things you should already have. Like you should have life insurance. Like the minute you have, I feel I'm a firm believer, the minute you have a kid, you should automatically have life insurance. Not one policy, like two. Like, you know, I mean, it's just one of them things, like. You never know your expiration date, so 
And for yes, the fellas, you know, for the people out there, you know, we actually we touched on this. We talked about this before, right? And mm -hmm. um, you know, and there's and when we talk about that life insurance, you know, just a quick little, as you know, that one on one here is that you know many of us. Um, including myself, if, you know, and, and, and Brandon mentions having like a couple policies, you know, because a lot of us will say, yeah, we got life insurance, we got to do our jobs. But then when we're out of our jobs, that's no longer there. So if we, if we, if there's a moment in time where we're out of a job, we're out of life insurance, right? And right. if anything happens to us, you know, so so even if we're out there, and we're like, you know, I'm I'm an entrepreneur now, but you're not thinking about that piece, like, okay, you know, like, where's my life insurance? So it's so it's always good to even if you if you're employed, you have one with your job, and you have another one that's outside right. of that. So yeah, so one that could maybe cover the house, and one that could you know make sure your family's all right when you're when you're good, you know. So make me smile, brother, because I, I I actually got through to you. You know, say so you actually listen that day. That's right. That's right. That's right, man. That's right. So, yeah, yeah. Teach one. Good advice, man. And that was great advice. So that was, you know, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Although we had, um, we had gone when we were back in church a few years ago. We went and did the uh, FPU Financial University program through our church, and a lot of the the common practices like <clears throat> keeping a certain level of insurance and life insurance and all these different policies and stuff like that that you pay out all the time uh, the idea behind fpu was to build your own wealth up whether it was like the snowball strategy and getting rid of all your credit card debt and then once you you're out of your credit card debt you pay off your mortgage so it's like imagine the amount of money you would have to invest in whatever you wanted to if you weren't paying a mortgage or rent or paying off a car note. Like the idea of getting rid of those, those high interest debts and then investing the, the 401ks, the IRAs, all these different programs and stuff like that that you could, you could put your money into and then retire when you want to and, and create that generational wealth, that wealth that your family never had or whatever and have a lot of money to pass on. And you don't have the insurance policies and stuff to worry about because you can do it your damn self. Like, yeah, but it's, the, it's the, breaking I, those types of norms and doing that kind of stuff on your own instead of entrusting another company to do it and profiting off of all your hard work for 30, 40, 50, 60 years, it's, it's feasible if you really consider it. If you really make those sacrifices now and knock out all those debts and stuff and be religious about not using credit cards and using cash and all that stuff and sticking to those those ideals it's possible it's going to be hard but it'll be possible no you're right but but donnie my only argument to that is you know trying to pay off a 30-year mortgage isn't easy you know what i'm saying oh, I agree. So, let's just say let's just say you pay a 30-year mortgage off in 15 years right if I was the smarter man and I actually invested 15 years ago, that money's going to be more worth it than me investing now. You know what I'm saying? So the, the actual smartest thing you can do when it comes to investing is get on the ball quick. So yeah. that goes to when you're 18, 19. Like if I, if, if I could go back and talk to the young me, I would have started investing as soon as I started working. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would have waited to have kids. I would have put all that money in my 401k and I've been done. Like that's, it, it's, it's all about like, 
if you're trying to get any kind of investment or any kind of residual off of like 401s or or IRA, you don't wait until you're 69 to try to put away 100,000, you know what I'm saying? Because it's yep. not going to be the same when you're 62, you know what I'm saying? So it, it's one of them things is, you know, yeah, it, it's good to be debt free, but the quicker you can start putting something away, whether it's $10 or whether it's $1,000, $10 from 20 years ago is going to be a lot more than you putting away $1,000 a month right now. I hate to say it. And that's the way the stock market works. And if somebody didn't tell you that, they lied to you because that's that, that's how you get your money is over time. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So, it's, but it yeah, also I mean, it, out of debt. Yeah. So, yeah. true story. I was gonna say, uh, yeah, Warren Buffett always says, you know, the eighth wonder of the world, compound interest. You know, the earlier you get get started, the the better off you're in the long run. Right. Um, but just speaking of the, the the stock market, but the real estate. Is another asset class that has been here from the beginning of time and will be for you know to the end of time. Um, so you can use that asset. And I, I think Donnie, you're referencing the the Dave Ramsey method in terms of the snowball effect and and things yeah. like that. You know, there's there's pros and cons to to whatever approach you take. It's just getting started and getting that first foot in front of the other and taking that first step. Um, but you, you can use your 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 primary residence as a bank account. Right. You can borrow against the equity, use that to buy another property. Boom. Now you got two properties of the cash flow. And, you know, you're, you're paying off both at the same time and you can continue that that whole process. Um, so not all debt necessarily is bad. It's just if you're disciplined or not disciplined and you're using it incorrectly. Because, yeah. You know, there's folks that are using travel credit cards and traveling for free, but that's because they use the card. Then they pay it off before the statement date. So you know, you're still, and then they're reaping the, the benefits of the, the reward points. So it's just, you know, understanding it's that education and understanding uh, how the system is out to work against us and us is everybody essentially, you know, um, but if you understand the, the, the game, you understand the rules that you can play it a little different. You know, that's that's a good point you you made you guys made too about this whole real estate thing and and Brandon talking about the the 15 year thing and 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 you mentioning how you could you leverage your your equity you know mm-hmm. uh, and you know and it's so crazy and then and Don talking about you know basically being debt free right and so um, it's 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 so funny because it's, it's I guess it really boils down to what someone wants to do because there there is definitely that pro of man imagine you know like you said you you pay your house off and now you know and then that extra income that you get instead of saying you know I need to go ahead and 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 you borrow against the equity and now I have two because you know anytime you have debt debt is 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 a liability you know you know it's it's a liability debt is liability same way like my house right now until my house is completely paid off my house is still a liability right? It's not necessarily an asset. I may have, I have equity, I have good equity, but it's still a liability as it relates to having um, a, a lien, if you will, right? Because there's a mortgage on it, right? So, so it's still that. Your cash in your bank, though, is also a liability, right? So you think, oh man, who do you mean cash is like? Cash is also like, because it's a depreciating value, right? Because you're going to use it, you know, for an emergency or you even when you keep it there. But like you said, though, then there's the other point, if you're if you're investing that and you're putting it away. And again, with our generation, we like instant gratification. But if we had that mindset of, all right, let's put this away long term, um, 
we can we can make more in the future or leave that for our children, which if that's ultimately our goal. Um, but again, you know, with your point where, you know, I could leverage this property to purchase another one. And even if it has that that liability, someone else could pay off this property for me while I go ahead and move into another one. However, I just went and and got another 30 year mortgage. So as opposed to me saying, maybe I'll refinance, turn this into a 15 and get out of that debt. And then I, when I talk about coast, I could really coast like, you know, um, but then I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go absorb some more debt and I'm going to add another, you know, 30 years to a new mortgage. And I'm going to try to pay that off. And hopefully this one, nothing goes, you know, poorly and someone pays this off for me. And then that could be my retirement vehicle. So I guess, you know, there's just so many different ways to go about it. You know, I don't think there's necessarily, a, I guess, a wrong way, but, um, but I think the, I think the actual freedom, I think true freedom, if you will, is, is actually being like debt free. I really think ultimately that's me. I think when you have, when you can say, you know, like Biggie says, you know, condo pay for no car payments, you know, you know, um, you know, uh, hey, I love that's all a lie, baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like that's all a lie. you're really never debt free. Like, I'm not, I don't want to sound like a downer. Anymore, yeah. But you're what? Cause you pay taxes. Yeah. You're gonna pay taxes. Yeah. You're going to pay taxes, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, it's one of them things like, yeah, you can pay your house off, but is it beneficial actually to pay it off or is it more beneficial to keep a mortgage on it? Like, today, the biggest thing we need to change for us before we even talk about paying stuff off or being debt free is the upbringing of us. So, for instance, this is this is where it all starts is as soon as, as soon as we turn 18, we have bad credit and they don't. I'm just saying they as in people with good credit. OK. So what we need to do as black men or is instilling our kids good credit. Like, hey, look, credit is worth more than cash. That's what we need to start instilling. And the way we instill that is go out tomorrow, get yourself a credit card, sit that credit card to the side, make one purchase on that per year. When your kid turns 18, make them an authorized user for that one specific credit card. That's going to automatically give them however many years it's been as a track record for history, they're automatically going to have an 800 credit score off of that one. That's the best thing you can do for your kid. Yeah. If you can't give them a lot of money, give them good credit. Yeah. With I that agree. credit, they'll be able to do whatever they want, whether it's go to college, whether it's buy a house, whether it's buy a car at a low interest rate, and they'll be getting a nice vehicle instead of getting a vehicle like their friends where they're paying $200 in interest. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, it's credit goes more than anything, man. Like you can have all the cash in the world, but if you ain't got credit, you're gonna be paying a lot of that cash, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I would I mean, say if you just, Yeah, that's a good point. If you look at any of the big conglomerates, any of the big companies, anything like that, you look at their books, they have assets. They're lending out money to other companies and they're gaining, they're getting interest off of that money. So, you know, is it really a liability versus an asset? And, you know, their primary residence? depends on who you talk to but if you have a primary residence and you can borrow against that and then purchase another income producing property that not only covers that mortgage but also get cash flow in your primary residence at that point it's an asset because that liability is generating income right it's only a liability if you're not making money off of it yeah, um and then at, at, yeah and at the end of the day you could also sell yeah you could sell and, and you know have a loss but you can also sell and get capital gains tax up to two hundred fifty thousand or 500,000 if you're married. Uh, 
So it just depends on how you look at it, but it's it's being educated and understanding the, the rules of the game. But I, I credit is something you definitely want to protect because you can borrow <clears throat> even more debt to make even more money. Right. Yeah. I think you fellas are right. I think I think that's the biggest piece. A Brandon, definitely putting your kids on on your, you know, on on your any kind of line of credit, your credit card, you know, once they turn 18, definitely. And I think the biggest thing, and again, being in finance and one of the biggest pet peeves is that they don't teach um, finance at an earlier at an early age you know um, and I think that's the biggest ultimate piece right there is that financial education you know because I could give you you know a million and you might just blow it you know in a day and you could do that like you could you know but if I could teach you these kinds of things and the principles and the different ways of doing things just kind of like how we could all share I think that's the most powerful thing is that knowledge and then you can choose to do with it what you what you will so yeah absolutely yeah. what's your take on all this film man you got you, you know what are you thinking i'm quiet because i had to learn everything the hard way <laughs> like, like everything that uh everything that you guys are saying it's, it's absolutely true but i had to learn it on my own you know, and that that's I agree with you when it comes to learning the finance during school, like like finance that you can actually apply. I'm not talking about just like finance class, but like no real life finance. Because, um, yeah, I mean, for me, it comes down to like I had to like I, I had stuff like I was signed up for like BGE and everything in college. Like we we moved off campus. You had to move off campus uh, after sophomore year at Towson. So we got an apartment. And then we got a house and we had five dudes on the house and everybody's signed up for different stuff or whatever. I ended up moving out of the house at the end of the year, but my name was still on everything. Uh, who knows what happened to the house? Like it was, we, we had fun at the house, I'll say that. <laughs> and then we just all left the house. <laughs> and, and young me, young, you know, just not responding to to the mail, not responding to these random phone calls until you get that final notice in the mail, like, oh no, you have to go to court for this. <laughs> like, so that tore me down for a bit. Uh, and then tearing my Achilles uh, when I was at work, uh, luckily it happened at work because it actually paid for like the therapy and everything. It was when I was uh, working as a camp counselor or a coach counselor and tore my Achilles playing ball with the kids. So they paid for all the therapy and stuff like that. But in that meantime, that was the only thing that I was going to be able to afford, really. You know, the debt started uh, uh, stockpiling at that time. And then after the workman's comp runs out, jumping into a new job and everything, it was just it was just an uphill battle. And it wasn't until like recent years that I even got to the point that now I'm like, I don't have to be worried to click on my credit score. You know, and I don't have to, you know, I, I, I want to see if I can extend my credit here. And you click the button and it's like, oh, absolutely. And it's like, oh, <laughs> I can finance it like the my music equipment and stuff like that. It's all, it was all finance and it was 0%, all paid off, just easy payments. But a couple of years ago, if I would have clicked on that button, it would have shut me down. You know, or I wouldn't even try to click on the button. I didn't know what financing was at that point, you know, so. And I'm still learning. It's still a learning game. I, I've gotten to the point now looking into like the uh, like cryptocurrency and everything. It's like I, I just sit and uh, follow a lot like Earn Your Leisure and uh, Wall Street Trappers. Um, a lot of people are trying to break it down in layman's terms, but it allows me to or even on Reddit. You find a lot of information from people and, and just sitting down and truly studying it. Um, it. Yeah, it's I think I've learned finance after and I, I can't say I learned finance. I'm still learning. 
you guys are talking about big business and really in terms of uh, buying houses, buying real estate and stuff like that. That's that's the level I haven't gotten to yet. So listening to you guys talk, I didn't even mind being quiet. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be a financial podcast, but this is dope. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> now, it, it, you know, that, that credit score goes everywhere with you, right? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you apply for a job. Right. They, they, they're they're judging you based on your credit score, you know, credit background check, what have you. But no, it, it's 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 it'll definitely set you uh, well in your ways if you if, if or your kids rather if they they're set up with a, you know that, that good credit score. But right. yeah, protect your credit. <laughs> even even Geico, Geico will give you a discount if you got good credit. Yeah. They don't, but they do. Yeah. They run your social, man. They run your credit score, man. So if you have a fucked up credit score, you're going to have high card insurance, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, mm. it's, it's just, man, it's just amazing. Like, you know, for me growing up, my dad was a credit whore. And when I say credit whore, like every time I saw him, it was just like, hey, man, you know, you got to pay all your bills on time, do this, this, this. That's the one thing he taught me was like credit, 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 credit. And I never paid attention. So it's like, you know, like when you sleep in class and the teacher calls on you and you just happen to get the answer right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what happened. But it happened when I was like 22. It was like, I was like, man, I wish I would have did this when I was 18. Like, you know, like it, it's amazing, man. Like two people can go to buy the same, same car, man. One car payment is $600 for a guy with good credit. The other guy, his payment's a thousand. Same car. You know what I'm saying? It's just the difference between having good credit and bad credit. So now look, Let's say we both got a budget of $600, right? With bad credit, we get in Honda Civics, right? With good credit, I might be able to get a Maserati, stretch it out, get 0% finance, you know what I'm saying? Same payment. It's just- Maserati's not that expensive to begin with, but I feel you. I'm going extreme, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm going extreme with it, but what you get, like, I know somebody who uh, had like an 88 Honda Accord, they was paying like 400 a month because they had shitty credit. Like, it happens, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Meanwhile, you know, you ride in in a new 2020, 0%, and your payment's only 400 bucks, you know? Like, it just... I mean, we're, we're talking about now, we're talking about cars and houses and stuff, but yeah. I'm thinking about college. I was terrified. I had, I had all these friends or whatever that were moving away, and I heard them talking about getting loans and stuff and getting off-campus housing and paying for... Uh, cars and all this kind of stuff and how they're going to figure it out and I'm like mom and dad going with me on college visits and stuff and we would start hearing figures and it was like oh yeah yeah, yeah we're going to go back to Westminster and figure out uh, going to, to Carol or what we're going to do so yeah. we had no idea I mean there were so many places that I had wanted to go we went up to the art institute up in Philadelphia the place was awesome it was beautiful it was like it was everything you can imagine as an art student thinking you're going someplace mm-hmm. and they started talking those figures and stuff and getting grants and applying for this and applying for that. We were just overwhelmed. We had no idea. Not yeah. a clue. And it was just like, just scared us straight. And we were like, okay, we're going back home. I'm going to go to Carol. I'm going to work through it. And if mom didn't work at McDaniel, I wouldn't have been there. I yeah. would have, I don't know what I would have done after Carol, whatever. I was fortunate, but Philip, on the other hand, like, I, again, I don't want to speak for him, but he was ballsy enough to be like, nah, 
I want to do something different. I want to get a little bit further away. I'm going to do something yeah. different than this. And he took on the, the loans and stuff like that. It was something I was not ready to do. Yeah. I was not looking into doing something like that because I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know yeah. how bad it was going to be, so I didn't want to risk it. Ballsy is a good way to put it. but um... <laughs> <laughs> That's the way I saw it. I was hey. like, good for you, man. <laughs> well, I wish. Uh, well, I mean, looking back on it, I, I don't like to say I regret anything because it's like it changed me to be the person that I am today. So it's not like if I didn't have those crazy times and stuff like that down in Towson, I wouldn't understand it. I, if I didn't move out on my own and have to deal with the the struggles and stuff like that on your own, it's it's it definitely shaped me. Like I don't know how it would have turned out if I like took the safe route and I came out without uh, without debt and all that stuff. It was just. I didn't know anything about student loans and stuff like that either. I, just, I got a couple of scholarships, but then it was like we signed up through the FAFSA stuff and it was like, oh no, we're gonna, we'll pay for you. I was like, that, that, that's all I knew. Because it, it was it was just those two options. That was, it was like, you go to McDaniel for free and then, I, then you get the FAFSA back and it's like, you wouldn't owe anything until after graduation, like, oh, I'm gonna get a job. I'm gonna be people pay student loans and stuff back. I'll, I'll figure it out. You know, and the thing is, the system sets college kids up for failure because yes. you go as soon as you, you know, get your, your key to your dorm, you go to your mailbox, bam, oh, shoot, you're pre approved for $5,000 credit card <laughs> in your mailbox. I'm like, I just got here. You know, where is it coming from? You know, folks are going to eat that up, and it's a, it's a cycle, it's a system, it's a vicious one. But if you understand how 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 it works, it can work definitely work in your favor. Yeah, I'm uh, glad I went through it, but yeah. for the kids' sake, you know, <laughs> not, not for my sake, but yeah, I mean that crash course is is real, and it, and it's not like it's just me going through it because I was at least I was an in-state student. Like that, all the people I was hanging out with was New York and Jersey and everything. They their college tuition was as much as going up to McDaniel, and honestly, I was I was ready to go to McDaniel and play football and everything up there. And the reason I didn't, it was almost like a spiteful move at the very last second because I, I got the the full scholarship offer to go up there, and I was like, he he showed up to the practice and everything, was talking to coach and all, and then when I call in about the scholarship, like, oh well, your mom works here though. So that's what it would have been. And I was like, I'm going to town. Like, and it was like, I had, a, it was, it wasn't even like a, a football decision. I, I, t- I used to tell people that during college, like, yeah, they offered me to walk on spot to come down and everything. I never planned on actually doing any of that stuff. But as soon as I got down there, it was frat life. <laughs> I was like, the second I got there, everything just flipped upside down. So I'm dealing with it today. I'll be dealing with it for a while. Paying <laughs> for your sins. <laughs> I'll tell, tell you, man. It's funny. I don't. I don't. I don't normally tell this story, but it's 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 kind of crazy because, <clears throat> like, so so. Brandon was talking about his dad and growing up. My dad was a dude. He didn't like. He was like, you know, he was of the old school. If you can't, if you can't afford it in cash, you can't afford it, right? And now the, some people to be, if you can't afford it twice, you can't afford it. But we weren't of that mindset. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we were very, you know, thankful we could afford it one time. But um, but so so he would, so when he was kind of forced to kind of, you know, so before he purchased his house, you know, my parents purchased their house, their first house. Um, or uh, then they're, you know, my dad's like, you know, I gotta get credit. Like, you know, I don't like credit. I like only, you know, cash. 
using cash. So then he's like, all right, I don't like owing any, anyone anything. So then my dad, you know, he gets out there, he gets a credit card. He gets a credit card and I forget, you know, he, he has to buy something. So he, he buys him, you know, my sister a computer. He buys it on credit, turns around, pays it off, right? Turns out, to this, to this day, it's still kind of his model. But the funny thing is they teach, they tell you like, hey, you need to carry, you know, you need to make on-time payments. You need to carry like a balance or whatever. And really it's a way for the bank to, to make the fee income because that's how banks make money, right? They make money on fee income, right? But you don't need to carry a balance. And going back to Duane talking about travel rewards and so forth with credit cards, like say, for example, American Express is not that popular um, in a sense, in a sense, right? Um, because one of the things about American Express, a lot of people may or may not know this is that one of the things is that you don't carry a balance. You, you, it's an exclusive thing, kind of like you, you pay, you buy something, you go on a trip, whatever it is, within that 30 days, you pay it off. And the, their, their fee income is, is collecting that yearly payment from you, right? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, you know, I don't know if all their credit cards are structured like that, but that's kind of a lot of them, that's how they are. But anyways, so then my dad's principle would be that way. Like, I'm just going to buy it on credit. I'm going to pay it off. And his credit score is still. So that misconception of you got to carry a balance and pay. Yes, you have to show that you make on-time payments, but you don't have to make it every month and then make the bank money. So that is another way to do that. So either way, so I learned that off my dad, right? So I start, you know, I start trying to boom. I, I get it. I go out there, I get a credit card. And back when I was younger, all of us, I'm sure, man, credit, getting credit was super easy. Buying a house was much easier, right? Like they were pretty much giving away this kind of stuff, right? So I remember one day, this was, this was, this is talking about the high life, right? And, and knowledge is, is, is powerful too, right? So I go ahead and my cousin, I saw first time, you know, we we're out, you know, we're, we're youngins, but you know, we're, we're doing all right, you know, for, you know, and, um, and I remember we're like, all right, we're going to go to Vegas and um, true story, right? We're going to go to Vegas. And, <laughs> and so we are both very frugal kind of dudes. Like right? I'll make the money, but I don't want to really spend it. Like I want to put in, the, you know, there were times I had, you know, so I'm like, I'm, I'm just keep this money. And again, being approved for different things was easy. So then I'm like, all right, I'm going out to Vegas for the first time. Man. I want to stunt. Like, I'm, you know, it's Vegas, right? So I remember I go, I'm at the mall. I go to K Jewelers. I'm, take, I'm taking a look at the jewelry. I'm, I swear to goodness, I think I was, I might have just been 21 at that point, um, 21, 22. And we got like three minutes, so I'll be fast. So, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm like, all right, cool. I want to go to K Jewelers. So K Jewelers, out there in there, like, hey, you like what you see? I'm like, yeah, I, I like this. You know, it's nice. You're like, hey, well, you know, you get them. Like, ah, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really want to spend this kind of money. You're like, and they're like, well, why don't you see if you can get a proof for a credit card? I'm like, all right. Let me see if I can get a proof for a credit card. Turn around, boom. Hey, you're proof for 8,000. Like, 8,000? Damn. 8,000? All right. <laughs> you know, like, that's cool, man. That's Give me cool. that. <laughs> like, you know, they're like instantly approved. I'm like, all right. I'm like, I can get some stuff today. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, all right. I'm like, so I, I can get this Movado. Movado, three grand. All right, time. Like, it, like Movado, it don't TikTok. It don't I'll tell you, I, I learned that later on. I learned that while I was in Vegas, but I can't tell you all of my truths out here. But, um, so anyway, so like, you know, so I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> I'm like, Eddie Journal, take all right, cool. I'm like, black diamond ring? Hey, you could get that too. How much is that? A, a two grand? All right. So I'm at five? I could, I could, yeah. All right. It's like dog chain pendant with a black diamond cross. I, I had things for black diamonds, right? Um, so I got the watch, I got the, I got the, I got the ring, I got the chain, you know. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm ready for Vegas, y'all. 
I'm ready for Vegas. For Vegas, I'm, I'm like, I'm good. Then I remember telling myself, there is no way I'm keeping all this jewelry. <laughs> and now I got to make it to Vegas and make it back home without damaging, losing, getting robbed or whatever with this jewelry with, you know, I think, and I think I had eight, I had, you know, um, available, but I, I only used the five, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't think of another three to, you know, I wasn't crazy <laughs> like that. But you know what I did, man? When I got back, bro, I returned that joint. I returned all of it. I returned a watch. I returned a ring. I returned a chain. I felt like a rapper, yo. That's exactly <laughs> how I felt, you know? What, what happened? What? You leased it. I leased <laughs> it. I definitely leased it. You know what? I used the system was, against them. Because you they, know what? That's the definition <laughs> of gangster, man. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> you know the thing is, you know the thing is, and that's okay. He could say that. He could say that because I can, when I tell you I can't tell you all of my truth, like I can show you pictures with money with a bed full of money spread out. Like I could, I could, I you know, I, I like I say, man, I I'm cool and like I stay quiet. But um, but some could say that. But I I knew I could afford it if I but lost that they, jewelry. By the grace of God, I could what afford it to take the L. I didn't want to take the L. So that's why I was willing to do that. But at the same time, I wanted to use the system because you put me in a compromising position. I had no business having it. Thank goodness I had some street smarts and different smarts than my parents and all, but you know, so you could call it that, but you know that's not that. I ain't say the music. I said he can end this. And the next one. Next one. Hurry up, Phil. Hurry up. I'm about to go in on somebody's head. That was the funniest. <laughs> Yo, y'all got me laughing. Yeah, I was like, "Look, that's the definition of wankster." Look, look, I've been a wankster before, man. I'm gonna keep it real, oh my man. Gosh, look, what back in the day, man? I went to a strip club. I pulled out like five grand, got all ones. I probably only spent a hundred dollars while I was there. <laughs> you know it happens to the best of us, man. You know what I'm saying? But it was definitely a wankster move, man. Man, look, I bro, I tell you, I'm I would do it. I I would do it again, bro. I don't, bro. I'm frugal with mine, bro. I'm like I'm being honest, and this and that's the reason why I'm I'm in my position now because I was use the system, you know, the system against them. So some could call it that, but I don't need a stunt. I wanted to stunt for vacation. But I don't, I don't have that, you know, when we talk about material, when I talk about my success, my success is not to like, you've seen what I come through with. You know, I come through, I pop, I get the brand new, you know, whips and you know what, I, you see how many times I switch cars and, and things yeah. like that. Like, you know, if you know me, you know me. But, you know, I called it being savvy. I was being smart, you know. And like I said. That was the start of your savviness, man. It was the start of my savviness, man. You know. I can't, I'm not good at returning shit. So, yo, I can have something from Amazon and it got the label to return it, and I still don't return it. You take that L. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> take the L. I be like, <laughs> that's what I want to know. Like, what did they say when you brought back like this handful of thousands of dollars of jewelry? Like, I didn't like it. I didn't really like. You know what? Mm, I thought I really wanted this. You know, the the black diamonds don't shimmer like I thought they they would. You know. So, you know, I found out this. I I try to, I try to turn a good thing into a bad thing. This this watch don't work. It don't even tick. This watch don't even tick. They're like, it's not supposed to. I like my watches to tick. When I turn my turn signal in my car, I like to hear the tick tick tick. It lets me know that people know that I'm about to take a turn. Yeah, okay. 
that ain't that ain't no wangster move, bro. I'm sorry. That you 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 said it first. You got cleared for eight grand. You did what everybody else in Vegas is doing. Front. That's all you doing. You ain't got nothing to prove. You know what I'm saying? And I I I just saved the the money to do what you know what I felt was really valuable to do. You know, which was you know, my future endeavors, but otherwise, you know, but like I said, man, you know, humbly, humbly speaking, very humbly speaking, you know, I could have taken that L. I could have, I could have taken it, you know, a few times, you know, but I'm very grateful that I didn't have to, you know, because nobody wants to lose, you know, have to put money out that they don't, you know, but, um, but no, man, I mean, again, you know, your, your, your rappers and all that stuff, the dudes that got good credit doing some stuff, you know, like I'm, I'm thankful to say, I don't, I don't lease my car, you know, I, I mortgage my house, but you know, other than, but those materialistic things, you know, you know, that's not an appreciating asset to me. You know, some of the diamonds probably would have maintained some, you know, value and all that. But to me, it's, you know, I want things that appreciate and value. So for me, that was cool to go out there and stunt and do that. And, um, it was fun. I had fun and I returned it. But to this day, like, I'm not one that's big on like jewelry and all that stuff. Like, you yeah, know. That's a, that's a gangster ass move, yo. Return. <laughs> just after you flex with it, yo. Like, yeah. I flex hard too, man. I took pictures and everything, man. Just, you know, right. I took my hand. <laughs> we went out to Miami. We went out to Miami. Oh, I remember when Transformers first came out. This fact Transformers first came out. Y'all remember Transformers? Which you one? Remember Bumblebee? The first one? Oh, yeah. First one, yep. You remember Bumblebee? The yellow mm-hmm. Camaro? Yeah. yeah. That one was so exclusive. I remember my cousin and I, we go out there, right? And again, this this goes back to, to chasing that high life, right? Exposure, right? So it, everything relates to the beginning in a sense, right? So we go out, we go to we go to our Hercs out there. We're in, in you know, Miami. Um, we're in Tampa. because Then we drove out to Miami. So we flew into Tampa. And then... Um, and then we're trying to get a Mercedes. And they're like, oh, you guys aren't 21. Oh, we weren't 21. Holy shit. Okay. But anyways, um, so, yeah, so they were like, we can't rent this car. We can't rent. Oh, we're like, okay, we go to budget. Budget's like, you can't rent the Mercedes. We're like, all right, cool. Well, well not cool, but like, we want to do something. When we go to Hertz, Hertz got literally the, the, the um, advertisement for the Camaro in black and white like like they just printed it off they didn't even have a colored printer to, to print the joint and then so we're like oh you guys got the new they're like yeah we got a new one the yellow one it just came in you know this and that so we we rented that we're like okay can we rent it they let us rent it south beach we're doing man i felt like i was in vice city i felt like it was just crazy the way we were starting out there like you had people with phantoms and different things going down um you know going down south beach and everybody's staring at this yellow camaro like everybody's like, oh my gosh, like this thing is like they got this. How'd they even get this? They, but nobody knows that I just rented it, you know. But I still flex like it was mine. Cause I it was mine for that moment, like for those few for that week I was there. That was my whip. I washed it and everything. I swear to goodness, I found yo, I was holding the joint down. Watch like I picked. Yo, anything I tell you is facts, anything I can prove it to, man. I'm not lying to you. Like I, I still got pictures on Facebook somewhere about you know with my stunting, like sitting on the hood scoops and doing all that, like, you know. <laughs> you stretched out right across on. the hood. You stretched out across the hood, yo. Come on now. I didn't stretch out. No, sitting now. Now, come on now. Man, that's <laughs> now we were sitting. We were sitting. 
We was sitting on the whip, man. You know, we was, you know, flexing there through the through the moon roof, sitting on the on the hood, you know, doing all that, like like it was our like it was our whip, you know. Um, yeah. but the thing is, is that like I said, man, it was just about, you know, you it's in a sense, like if you if you are in that good position and you can use that system to align, because like you said, the credit is king. So it shows you with my credit or with good credit, you don't even need to have the cash to flex. Like oh, yeah. if you have that, that credit is a flex, right? And I flexed right. with it, you know what I mean? And so, but that's the, but like, like we said, I'm still learning different things though, you know, along the way, but it was, it was nice to be able to like use the system in a sense, because it would put me in a disadvantage with that credit card in the beginning. Thankfully I was savvy because I had no, you know, I had no business at, you know, and I guess I, I realized I was 18 or 19 or something, because like I said, I couldn't, I couldn't rent the um mercedes because we weren't 21 so um so it must have been 18 or 19 like that but again you see how at a young age like that like many of us many people wouldn't know to to handle that like that they would just be like oh i could have this and then like i've given kids college cards like in, in my finance in the business i've given out people credit cards like college students cards and for like 250 maybe 500 you know if they if they had some you know some decent credit and then they just, they spend it all. And then they're like, you know, and then they go over. And these kids don't even know what to do with it. You know, and they're like, oh, somebody just gave us this credit card. And, you know, I mean, or we got approved at the bank. And, and you tell them how to do it. Hey, just buy, you know, just pay for gas with it. Pay, make your payments every month. Like, and don't, don't overspend. Just do that. Listen to me. I'm telling you, get yourself in trouble. And they still go out and do the opposite. So these kids have no business, in a sense, right, having that because they don't have that financial education, that structure you know, to, to be able to handle that. So again, so me being at 19, having that much money was, it was not, it was not supposed to happen like that, you know, but again, thankfully, you know, I could, I could use the system and, and flex a little bit, but, you know, so, but yeah, fellas, I don't go around buying jewelry and returning it, you know, <laughs> I haven't taken a trip in a while, so I've had no reason to do it, um, you know. Like, that's what I'm looking jeweler. So if we ever have gas in Las Vegas and Gene is dripping in jewelry. You know what it is. You know gotta drip is. responsibly. Drip responsibly. Right. <laughs> That's right. That's right, man. I'm oh, proud too, me. man. I mean, I'm sure. I, I'm, man, I'm so proud. I'm so proud. I'm proud that I returned it safely, that I didn't have to take the help. That's what I'm really... <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> need a drip right here to think finance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drip responsibly oh, is going to be on a t shirt. Yeah, yeah. I, know, that's a, I like that. I like that, man. I really like that. You yeah. know, the yeah, credit, man, that's something. that's something. Go ahead, throw it on one, man, and send us one. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, that, no, I, I like that. Uh, that's a grown man. T-shirt right there. Responsibly. Yeah, I, like, nice. I like that. That's how we, yeah. we all aspire to be, you know, that the the the, the, the old man, but still have that that youth to him. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely, man. Definitely. And just stop hating on American Express, man. That's my favorite credit card. I love yeah. American Express. No, I'm saying that, but I'm I was making a point as to like how you know people who. Like American Express, their fee income is just different. And like, and the expectation yeah. is that you pay off your balance. Do you have that? Is that the way it's structured for you or no? Or do you carry a balance? Yeah, which is carried everywhere. Um, 
So oh, uh, hold, that, hold that up again. Hold it up again. You still have wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How long have you had that? <laughs> you had early 2000 somewhere. 90, 99, I, I had it long enough to be able to have a 30,000 uh, line of credit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, well, that's not what I asked you, but okay. But I asked you how long. <laughs> oh, my bad. That was it's settled. I it's settled. settled. It's settled. How much so, hold on. Okay, okay. So, okay. So, what you call it? Um. So, you've had it long enough to, to have that. So, with that structure, how is it? Do you do you have to, do you get to carry a balance or do you pay it off? So, so look, so listen, the difference, you know how everybody's like, I want a black card, I want a black card, a black card, you got to pay it off. A regular credit card, you still, you got 30 days and then they hit you with a finance charge. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you have a billing cycle. But when you talk about like these colored cards, like a gold card, a black card, a max card, you got to pay that shit off. Mm. They don't got limits though. That's the great thing about a black card. Black card, I could put 175000 on it. I wasn't like, talking I, about black card. I'm just saying like that's a, a black card. Technically, they stole that idea from Amex, which is American Express. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The thing I like about Amex is, yo, no matter who you are, like, look, the way you get credit is by building credit off of other creditors. So let's say somebody gave you a $5,000 credit. Why do you think the next creditor is going to give you a $10,000? They're going to try to give you a $5,000 too. You see what I'm saying? So the smart thing is try to get with somebody who's going to actually build your credit. Amex is a great company when it comes to establishing um, a good line of credit. So like, let's say Amex gave you $5,000. They have this little hack. <laughs> where in 60 days you can ask for up to three times your limit and they're going to approve you as long as you do what you're supposed to do on that 61st day like let's say you have five grand you ask for three times your limit they're going to give you 15k yeah but for what though but you know let's let's go back you say you say you know you've had it long enough to have thirty thousand. that's cool. yeah. okay yeah. you know but you know um so so let's say you, you, you they raise you another 45,000. Okay. Right? Okay. Yeah. What are you going to do with it? Uh, so <clears throat> the, like, once again, when we talk about credit and everything, so when you have an open line of credit, the only thing that does is open doors for you. You know right, what I'm saying? But what are you going to do with the 45,000 that you have available on your credit card? With it. But, so but, but there, like, like, for instance, like I have a credit card that literally when I pull cash off my credit card, they charge me $5 maximum for a, a cash advancement. So I can take $30,000 off and it will cost me $5. And then after $5, it's only 4.9% a month. That oh, right there, that's more leverage than a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And, but it's, it's through a credit union. So it's one of them things is like, you don't always have to have money to have money. Like I will never be on the streets. Like it, it's just, credit is king, yo. Cash mm -hmm. is only so good, yo. Like, yo, what happens when our dollar does, it, it doesn't equal a dollar anymore? Credit's still gonna be credit. Credit's still gonna be able to. Still I just don't want. I just don't want the misconception that people feel like they, you know, because because again, you know, we, we don't have to go back and forth with the credit and how much we have available, but not the misconception, you know, the thirty thousand or forty five thousand is just any amount of credit to have is is you know you're 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 you know you're doing all right because some people yeah. again having that much may not be. A, a good because they could be impulsive right some of them would be like you know what okay you know like you know so having any amount of credit i think is amazing you don't, thing. You don't get you don't get the thirty thousand dollars worth of credit on a card by being impulsive though 
they're not just going to give you 30,000. Like, you know, you might get 10,000 when you run that up. They're not going to give you another 30 when you're in a hole. Like, yeah. you, you, like there's, there's, like, when I see somebody and I talk, like, for instance, my little brother's grandfather, you know, I was at his house and he literally he had like a $200,000 limit on one card. That, that was impressive to me. He was like, I could pay my house off with this. And I'm like, damn, that's impressive to me. Yeah, like, but he still have, he'd still have debt. He'd still have to pay that credit card off. That's not fair. Yeah, if he said right. I have $200,000 in a bank, I could pay my house off. That's flex. But if, if you say I could, I could pay, you can't pay credit with credit. You could, you know what I'm saying? So it depends on who it is. It depends on I, I beg to differ because look, if I really want to pay credit with credit, I can. I can. And you oh, wow. being you know you can pay credit with credit because listen, if I take if I take a uh if I take a transfer balance out from one company to another company that's not paying credit with credit. If come on, you you can so technically you're right. Tech you could do a balance transfer, right? Which is you paying can, credit off of credit, right? Okay, okay. So for a lower interest rate, that would be advantageous. But to turn around and say, I'm gonna use my credit card to eliminate my mortgage, but then have that on my credit card, I, I don't think that's smart. No, you know it's not smart. But it, 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 all, it all plays into a part of, it. once again, that comes into when you get in the credit game, you got to be smart. Now, listen, if, if, if my mortgage, like for some dumb reason, if I was paying 7% on my mortgage and my credit card is only 3%, I would put it on my fucking credit card. Excuse me. But you get what I'm saying? I'm going to go with whatever the lowest interest rate is possible. So it, for some people, it is a credit card. Like there's some people out there who have 2% on the credit card and that could be their advancement because of the, they're with a credit union. It just depends on who you're using and what card you're using. And, and, and once again, it's all about debt to income ratio. So you having a $100,000 available credit, I can put, I could, if I had a $100,000 available credit, right? And I put 10 grand on there, right? I'm only still at how much percent? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's all about use, utilization. So if I have a 10 grand credit card and I put 10 grand on there, my credit is no longer good. My credit's trash. So yeah, you you do want to you do want that big flex. You do want to be able to have available credit because at the end of the day, somebody who has a $2,500 in available credit, he does not have spending power. Am I right or wrong? No, you you. I mean, you're right. You know, but like I said, for me, for me, I rather not. You know. I rather not. Like I don't. I don't even. You know. Again. You know. I. I rather just be humble. But I, for me, I rather just if I could turn around and and pay this house off in cash or something, or or buy the next thing and pay it off. I rather do that and then have that credit for like like a serious emergency. I don't. I, you know. I thankfully I don't know what the future holds. But even with the available credit that I carry, I don't. I hope that I don't ever have to use that. Like I, you know, I, cause I don't even feel like it's necessary. I think it's just, you know, like I said, I'm not flexing these days and doing that old stuff. I think anyone out there that think the biggest, you know, piece for your credit is to be able to purchase a property at a good rate, a, a, a car, a boat, whatever it is that you want to get at a good rate. Um, and, and you said something, but let's keep on the educational piece because like you said, if you have a hundred thousand dollar credit limit, and you spend a hundred thousand, then you're right. You're you're doing yourself a disservice because you're going beyond that thirty percent mark. You know, uh, utilization that they like you to to stay under. So right. you know, I I definitely I definitely agree with that. Yeah, but that doesn't matter if my credit limit 
is a thousand dollars or if it's 10 grand, 30% is 30%. You know what I'm saying? So, right. I'm just saying, I'm just saying 30%. That's exactly what I'm saying. So 30% yeah. all around, you want to stay below the 30%, not to, you know. Yeah, no, know. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, good. But, but good I, for you, man. 30,000, you're doing good, bro. I'm happy for you, bro. What? 30,000? That's only one. Look, I'm not trying to flex, but that's only one card. Like, it sounded just, like it. Oh, I'm not trying to flex, it's only one card. <laughs> <laughs> I, listen look this, my whole mindset when it comes to credit yo credit to me is more worth more weight than than cash now listen when it i i could pay my house off like I, i've always been firm on like keeping cash always been firm on putting money in my 401k yeah i got enough money where i could pay my house off but it's stupid because i make more money leaving that in the account getting a higher interest rate than what my mortgage is like it, it, there's so many ways. I, if I really want to sit here and flex, I you're making so, so you're account. telling me your bank account is making more than two percent right now. Fuck yeah, it's, yeah. Well, it's not my, yeah. first off, it's not my regular bank account. Like I have money, I have money, money, money in market accounts. Like I'm, you know, what I'm saying and in your what, bank what, account. What like you said? In, in a in a regular financial institution. Yo, if I my listen, listen, hear me out. If I showed you my regular everyday checking account, it's only going to have like five grand in there. Because I'm right, not making talking money. About. To keep, I mean, you know? so are you talking about your investments or? Yes, that's what I'm getting. Like all your investments. Okay. Like investment portfolio. Let's just put it yeah. like that. Yeah. So when it comes to, to like, yeah, I could go ahead and I could use that money and pay off my mortgage and be mortgage free. But when you have anything, let me put it like this. When you have a hundred thousand dollars or more, you're going to make so much more money investing that in other places than trying to pay off something so small like a mortgage i hate to say it like i i don't want to lead anybody in the wrong direction i don't want to spit any wrong facts because i'm not i'm only one guy what works for me might not work for everybody but what i see and what i study up on it's smarter to try to make better capital gains with larger funds on other venues than to be worrying about a petty three percent mortgage like i could be wrong you know what i'm saying yeah, I mean, we have your, your money like soldiers, man. Have them out making money. You got to make it work for you. You got to make it yeah. If you buy a house at mm -hmm. 300000 yeah, your house is 3.75, let's call it 4%, 3%. Over 30 years, how much money in interest do, have, will you have paid? At the end of the day, uh, look, but look, you're, you're getting a three, they're getting 3% off of you every single year for 30 years, right? So yes. if your money, if your money's in a money market and you're making seven to 8% on average each year, why you're not would you? That. You're not making that. On. You're not you making that. But just how are you going to tell me what I'm making? Because I'm in banking. I know you're not making 7% on a money market account. Listen, listen. You, on the, you on the, show, look. Go pull your statement right now. Show me right now. Listen, in the, I'll, give in the, you, I'll give you a hundred dollars right now. I'll give you a hundred. I'll I'll sell you a hundred dollars right now on my phone if you show me seven percent on your money market account. Hear me out. Listen, listen, listen. On the account that I got my money in, I've made fifteen percent on average over the last seven years. Fifteen percent a year. And look, when I when I see you face to face, look, just for all of our viewers, I will show you my balance face to face. I'm and not looking about your balance. I'm not talking about the balance. I'm talking about how much interest you're how, actually. How earning. would my balance get there if I'm not making 15% every single year? I will show you where it says. But that's what I'm saying. You don't have to show me the balance. I just want to see the percentage. I don't. I, that's, that's cool. I say I'll show you the percentage, baby. 
Okay. So I want to see your money market with 15%. All right, that's fine. I want to see that. Money market account, 15%. It's not going to say money market. It's going to say investment account. In 30 years, on like a 200, 300,000, you're almost paying double the price. You're paying two houses. So someone could say, why would you do that over the three, 4%, 3% on, on 200, 300,000 or 300,000 is almost double the, you're paying another property. So, so one could say you don't have to, I get that. But for me, if I could save on that interest, I mean, I'll say again, I, I deal with a lot of, you know, affluent people, you know, so I learn a lot from them. So, but that, that's kind of what I see when they do it. But I, you know, again, I don't are these, are these same people buying a hundred thousand dollar car and paying cash for it? No, they're, they- not. they're buying an Ultima. They're buying, they're buying, they buy Kias. They don't even flex. Like they don't even have Mercedes and, and all that. They're buying like cheap cars. No, I got you. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I mean, I I hear what Brandon is saying because if you take that same hundred thousand, yeah, pay off the mortgage. Yeah, you're saving a hundred thousand. But if you're investing that hundred thousand, you're and you're making seven percent, you're doubling the the total interest of of the mortgage. Right, and yet you still have money left over, so you can pay it off after. Once you once you two thousand dollars right now on a mortgage. And I and I pay, and I and I decided to do 15 years and I paid that off. That's two thousand dollars I can turn around and reinvest in whatever. So now that's that's disposable income. But how 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 long are you waiting to invest that that additional income? He's waiting 15 years. He's waiting. That 15, mean, right. Right. But that I doesn't mean I can't, that doesn't mean I can't invest other monies. I can't. That doesn't. Mean, I'm inv- I'm paying a mortgage now and I have investments. Why can't I still do that? So, so listen, so the money that I'm investing now, you don't think I'm investing anything extra. You think I'm just banking on that one, that one account? Of course not. You, you, you just said it. You're investing in multiple places. And, and, and fellas, this is exactly what I was talking about. The difference between starting 15 years ago and starting today. If you start 15 years ago with a thousand dollars, it's a lot better than starting today with a hundred grand. I hate to say it. I'm being these numbers that I'm doing right now, just saying that the hundred versus the thousand are totally inflated just to show you the difference. But if you start 15 years ago, you have such a head start on somebody who's trying to catch you. They're going to need more collateral. They're going to need more money to catch you. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, what only thing like like what Duano was saying. Competition? No, no, I'm not talking about competition. I'm talking about numbers. No, listen, if you have 30 years to save and a guy started on day one and saved. 30,000, he could literally save for 15 years versus the guy who has to wait after year 15. He's going to have to go for a full 30 to catch you. It's starting starting the race early is what, what I'm telling you. I promise you. Anybody knows that, yo. Starting early is everything. You don't even have to start. When you well, get a late a different subject, but I agree with that. When you get a late start, yo, you got to have more capital. You got, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's. Because of inflation, everything that's around you, yeah. You can you can say that, but it it's it's mainly just because you wasn't making any money for those first fifteen years, yo. Like like that dollar saved in the beginning is more than a dollar fifteen years from now. That's all that I'm getting. Mean at. You are making money. You might have not been been you know good with your money, but that doesn't mean you weren't making money. There are plenty of people who who've always been making a lot of money. Like doctors still live paycheck to paycheck. You know what I mean? Like. There's still a lot of people who make a lot of money, but just don't know, aren't savvy enough to like make money with that money. You know what I'm saying? So, why, in your opinion, why do doctors live paycheck to paycheck? 
because because their cost of living go up. They want to buy the bigger houses or the nicer cars or put their kids in prestigious schools and and so forth. And they're not, you know, and, and some of them that's, might still invest, but but just don't have a strong savings account. Yeah, that's by choice, though. It's not about yeah, how much money choice. you make. Exactly. It's not about right. how much money you save, but how much you invest, right? Right. But that's a choice. How much right. you invest versus how much you save is a choice. That's why you got folks that are making thirty thousand a year, got more money in the bank or more money in the investment account than doctors that are making two hundred fifty thousand a year. Right. Right. Because of the choice to either save or the choice to invest, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this was good, fellas. Yeah. All I know, Brandon, don't pull up any more financial documents. No. <laughs> so you just put your credit card. Don, you're going to have to edit that. <laughs> I got to find a blur feature or something. I don't know. I want that in there, y'all. Yeah. That flex was strong because he was like, <laughs> I, want, I want it in there. I got to figure out how to do it now. Yeah. The challenge is on, man. When I hold my card up, just put Gene's name and his number there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. Oh, man. Now, you said you should leave it on there, but like edit it where. It says drip responsibly on the card. <laughs> we are going to have to trademark that or something. Like, yeah, yeah. Am I tripping drip responsibly? Like, we got coming. Yeah. You know? Hey, hey, look, you got to go back on that last one and put TM behind that BFT. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because yo, somebody steals my ideal, Donnie. I'm coming to your house, man. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Yo, hey, we need to start heavy. working on them shirts, bro. Like, Drip responsibly is, is nice. I specifically said, I said, now that he left, we could talk about it. <laughs> let the whole world hear it. <laughs> not one time did you say, edit this five minutes, this next five minutes. <laughs> not one time. I was like, oh, it's fair game. He wanted it in there for the people to hear. <laughs> no. <laughs> conversation was over after G left. Gosh. <laughs> In my, oh, yeah, I, I tried to tell that I was like, yeah, that's a good stopping point right there. You know, it's just a little laugh, you just fade it out, you know, but he, he kept going. But yeah, it, I mean, regardless, it's a good idea. But my thing is you put it out and the world can hear it. And now it's just going to hold you accountable to doing it. Because now you're going to have oh, some yeah. people listening like, yeah, I'm waiting for that shirt. I'm waiting yeah. for that. BFT. Not earlier, looking at uh, like copyrights and shit like that. Because I'm like, man, watch me. I'll try to make a t-shirt and get sued. By somebody who saw it, you know what I'm saying? Just because they hit me first, like so. Now nah, I was looking at stuff earlier. I'm like, man, I gotta hurry up and try to try to get a little patent. Hold on, you said B. What's BFT stand for? Whoops. Go ahead, Tony. Go ahead. Hmm? What BFT stand for? Huh? Huh? No, that, that is my <laughs> bread for this. Spread for this. Oh, bread for this. Bread for yeah. this. Yeah, bread for this, man. All right. Mm -hmm. That's all. It's like the, the poor man's copyright, though. You already put it out there. We got a timestamp on it. That's true. We yeah. do. That's yeah. right. What's today's date and what's the hour? <laughs> <laughs> poor man's copy. I really. <laughs> I think it's really cool that people are finding their own branding through just these conversations, though. Mm -hmm. Like what y'all three just did when Philip and I were just like, and then you did the. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? I fucked that all up. <laughs> it's like that. What y'all just did was its own podcast in and of itself. 
Like, oh, yeah. Three young dudes talking about stuff that you watch on like CNN money and everything else. It's these old white people sitting there chit-chatting about where you should spend your money and how you should. People want to hear it from people like y'all. I would want to hear it from you guys. I was thoroughly impressed. I was mm -hmm. intrigued the entire time you guys were talking. I'm like, how do these young people know this much about big money markets and all this kind of, like how? Like, where are you spending your time and, and how have you been doing this? And we've never talked about it before. You too. Hey, one podcast I would recommend. <laughs> Phil mentioned it earlier, EYL, Earn Your Leisure. There's an mm -hmm. episode, uh, he's been on there a couple of times, with Wall Street Trapper. You mm -hmm. listen to how he got into the game of stocks. It's okay. wild. And, you know, he's due from, from uh, New Orleans, got the heavy accent, New Orleans accent. And he talked about he's, a, he's in there for armed robbery, attempted murder, this and that and the other thing. And he goes and gets locked up with somebody who's in there for a federal offense. A guy, a little white guy, he was like 16. And an older white guy, he was like, you, you're in here for the wrong reason. You're playing the wrong game. He's like, man, what you mean I'm playing the wrong game? He's like, nah, you're playing the wrong game. And in and, and, and the prison, it can tell what you're in for based on the color of your band. So he yeah. had a red and white band on, so you know it was a federal offense. And the guy put him on to, to stock. So he's in there. He's like, yeah, everybody else watching Young and the Restless in the prison. I'm, I'm trying to trying to hurry up and watch CNBC. But listen, I'll, I'll send the, the link in the group chat to, to that podcast. But it's like, man, it's he, he really brought the streets to – to, to Wall Street, you know, okay. and, and mm -hmm. it breaks it down like the real gangsters are on Wall Street. So oh, yeah. That's how you got the Wall, yeah. Wall Street trapping. Yeah. yeah. We've all seen uh, Wolf of Wall Street, right? Yeah. Like, like I mean, yeah. oh yeah. my God, right? With, uh, what's that, Leonardo DiCaprio? DiCaprio, yeah. yeah. Jonah you Hill. Never, yeah. You never seen that, cuz? I, oh, well, somebody, yeah, yes. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> I look, it, it's a really good movie. Getting in them penny stocks. It's, yeah. <laughs> All right. Gives you a little introductory, like, I mean, this dude was making, he was making bank back in the day. Like, it, it was illegal what he was doing. <laughs> Hell illegal. But that's, yeah. that's Wall Street for you. Everything, every, everything you do in life comes with a price, whether it's legal or not. Like, everything comes with a price. And that movie yeah. definitely a lot of stuff in perspective, man. You know, he was all about having his boys with him and bringing them up too. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's the that's the it should be the American standard. You know, like I want my friends to get rich just like me, man. And he definitely that's why LeBron's the goat, man. Yeah, beyond the game of basketball. Because you know, when was the last time Jordan negotiated a contract for Pittman? Huh? Yeah. Never. But even even so, I'm talking about. Poor guy, he turned down or uh, gave up his his agent. You know, I'm sure it was you know Ivy League educated to to his boy who knew the game, knew him. He trusted personally. Look at him, biggest agent yeah. in the game. Now he's dating Adele. It's just like there's there's no limit to to what what they what they uh, or what they are doing, not just what they did, but yeah. And it's not even just him too. It was Maverick Carter, and, and it's like yeah. they keep they Nike, keep expanding yeah. out. Yeah, and it's not like any of his boys came in or they had the dream of becoming that or anything like that. It's the same way that he treats his teammates on the court. We, Don came over to the house, what, last night we were talking about it. I, was, I, I, I was like, why do you not like LeBron? He's like, I, you know, I, just, I don't like the dude. Right? And I was like, but if you if you take a step away from like, you know, the he said it was because like corniness, which I like, I, I can accept that. I can, if it's like a basketball reason, I can't accept it. But if you're talking about that, that's fine. Personally, you don't 
you you don't rock with him, whatever. But if you take a step back and study it now, it's a totally different thing. And like he built up it, his crew in a way. It's like none of those dudes were envisioning themselves becoming that position. They were his boys coming up. But mm-hmm. if you empower your people around you, he was empowering Matthew Delavadova and all these dudes that you'd never heard of. They went and got good contracts. Tristan Thompson, uh, a bunch of dudes that got signed by Rich Paul. And it's and you can even tell by the way that he represents them. It's it, it came from an athlete's mentality put over to his boy, put into all these other things. But it's like you look around your, your crew and and raise those guys up and make sure that they understand how important they are. The sky is the limit. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah, you're right about that. I mean, building schools, part ownership in, in Liverpool. Uh, I mean, unreal. Mm-hmm. But right. it is what I'm reading now. I recommend it. Oh, who's that? Boss, he, he, was, he was promoting that heavy. It's a good read. Yeah, so far, so far. I, I, I always like LeBron. I've read his, you know, Jay Z, Bill Knight, uh, Shoe Dog. And, you know, they've already done it. So let me see if I can pick up pieces from their blueprint, add it to my own. I do. I do. Another good one is uh, I I, I got uh, Russ's book that he put out. And it's a good one. It's it's uh, not a lot of people understand like his story and everything, but it's inspired. Again, when you when you take a step back and actually study somebody that came from he was a SoundCloud rapper. Truly, that's how he started out. But he's. The by far the most successful SoundCloud rapper ever. This dude was putting out music every single week, every week for a year, and nobody had heard of him or anything. He just kept grinding. They knew at some point he was going to pop. He never lost that dedication to it. And then by the time he released his first album, once people started finding out about him, he had 11 albums. Something like that. It was, it was double-digit albums at that point, and his debut album comes out, and it was all songs that I had heard because I've been listening to him over SoundCloud. But he got to regurgitate those because his marketing plan, his rollout was like that. He added like two new songs to it and then goes on tour. And then throughout the pandemic, he went back to that same blueprint and started putting stuff out every single week. And now he can go on tour as soon as things open back up again. I'm like, man. But he has a, I listened to it as an audio book. It was a quick listen, but it's it's definitely worthwhile. It's all about the mental aspect of it. And um, I think it's like in my own head or something like that. Get out of your own head type of a thing, but it's definitely worth a listen to. One of the, yeah, definitely. That's cool. Yeah, I got to look out for that too. If you, you know, end up finding the link or something, you know, feel free to share that so we can check that out too. But, and another classic, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. This, you know, very easy to pick up. This joint right here is like, you know, it, it's, it's, if you haven't read it, you know, definitely, you know, check that out. Um, you could find that like at a Walmart or something like that's pretty easy. Um, but I definitely want to check out that podcast. I want to check out that Rick Ross book too. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, but yeah, we're, it's, it's nonstop learning, man. We, we got to keep learning. I love doing this too, because, you know, of course I'm picking stuff up from Brandon and, and Dueno and what they're saying, you know, cause I, I don't, I definitely don't know it all. And it's still something that, you know, I'm still learning finding Cause I'm not, I'm not, you know, again, going back to the beginning of this whole conversation, I don't. I'm not there as to where I want, you know, where I feel like I want to be. So clearly it means I'm still learning. And I think a lot of times that there is not, it's not necessarily like black censorship or not any, I don't feel that that's really there, but I do, I do feel sometimes that we don't um, take the time to like help build each other and educate each other, you know? So I think it's, it's kind of powerful when we could do that. So. 
And on that note, we're going to go to commercial break. <laughs> Don, you want to give us an outro? For me? Yeah. Donnie? <laughs> no. He said me, Don? <laughs> um, he looked square. <laughs> this has been the Stitches Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Um, again, this is Dueno, Brandon, Philip. My name is Donnie and Gene. Um, see you next time. All right, fellas. Love you guys. Thanks, man. Love you guys. All right, y'all. Like I'm joking.